call the dogs with Chancey and Chi. And uh, surprisingly, the offseason's already gotten started with a bang. We've uh, hadn't gotten bored. It's been a little, a little interesting news. Or uh, every, I feel like every other day we're getting something. I haven't gotten bored, but I've been depressed already. It's only been two days. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, at this point we're just. Uh, I guess you look forward to well, you look forward to National Signing Day. There's there's something every other month. There's National Signing Day, then there's G Day. Well, I guess the NFL Draft at some point. When is that? Is that March or is that April? I'm gonna do some quick little sleuthing I think, while you. Uh, I think it's I think it's April. I think it's April. But anyway, there's the little things that you look forward to, uh, you know, from time to time. But uh, otherwise, just get to summer, enjoy the summer. Don't think about it, and then before you know it, it'll be football season again, and all will be right in the world. Well, you are right. Uh, it's in April, toward the end of April. But now I, 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 it's still just been. It's been a weird. I mean, just all the the news. Obviously, the big the big topic is from has uh, from is now uh, declared for the draft. I think we've we both flip flopped uh, all over the place and um, went back and forth on. Uh... Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I was trying to close my door. I'm just I'm just gonna give you guys a scenario of what just happened. Uh, <laughs> She just ran away. <laughs> I was trying to close my door. Didn't hear a word you said except for like you were correct on the NFL draft, and then what happened? And now, and now, uh, but like I was saying, Jake Fromm. Uh, that's really the big news here. Has declared for the draft. Uh, we, you know, kind of want to get into uh, the guys going to the draft in general, but um, Fromm really drug it out. Uh, I, I think from everything we heard uh really was a tough decision for him the longer that it drew out the obviously the less confident i felt that he was coming back um and i think we were both leaning towards him coming back uh, after the uh, after the baylor game I, I think my thought process was everything's lining up for him to have just a a stellar season uh a bunch of new receivers uh, a lot of guys coming back a defense that's only going to be better um and and so that was to me it was lining up that and i think and actually when you heard a lot of people they were saying that actually the beginning of the season he was planning on leaving it was kind of set that he was going to leave a lot of people talking to the and i didn't realize that but actually as the season got closer to the end uh it was making uh, a lot more rumors that he was going to stay but finally made the call What, what are your initial thoughts to that I'm sad. <laughs> no, it's um. At the end of the day, I think he did what he felt was right for him and his family, and that's what's important in this situation. Um, I mean, who knows? He may have come back and and gotten better, but I think he felt. I mean, especially since he made that decision after Tua decided to go to the NFL draft as well. That made me feel really confident that he just felt like, hey, this is my chance. You know, I need to go ahead and go. I feel like my stock is about as high as it can be. There was all this rumors. Uh, I guess it was after we recorded the podcast, there was (laughs) uh, last week, you know, there was a lot of news that came out right in the middle of the week. And we'll get to the rest of it. But the big one was obviously from, and uh, the thing is, when you hear rumbles about Bill Belichick being at the – 
the basketball game that Tuesday night before we made the decision. That's the kind of stuff that makes me think, man, you know, if you get a, if you got a, I mean, if it's true, if, if Belichick was actually spotted and if he was actually meeting with Kirby or Jake or whatnot, uh, I don't know if that's legal for him to meet with Jake. Maybe he didn't do that. But uh, if, if there's some expressed interest, like some strong interest from the New England Patriots, you, you go. <laughs> you pack your sh- stuff up and you go. And I, I just think that from, I mean, I know that he wishes he could have done more. That's just the kind of guy that he is. And um, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the league. And I hope, I mean, the guy... Similar to how Murray was, you know, whenever he left. I mean, the guys, I think the guy was very highly regarded in a lot of ways. But, like, especially with the whole Fields thing, there was a lot of turmoil in that season, in the 2018 season. And then last year, with him kind of falling off and his, you know, he he regressed halfway through the year. It's We got a split fan base on him. And, and I think that's terrible because I think that, I mean, a guy that went, what was his overall overall record? I mean, he never won less than 11 games, I think. Uh, it was like 34 and 7 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy's got, had an incredible record. If he had stayed next year, I think he would only had to get, I, th- I think 10, I think if he got 9 or 10 wins he would have either tied or passed David Green for the all-time wins record as a quarterback um, at University of Georgia. So it's, um, you know, I think that we should just let him go and do his thing and remember him for, you know, the plays that he made. I mean, I I loved watching Fromm. Of course, I admit that whenever you throw for less than 50% for, what, five games in a row, um, that's not good, but man, the guy also he won ball games for us left and right. And I mean, we didn't lose except for the, you know the South Carolina game. We didn't lose any of those games where he played poorly. Uh, so it's just um, it's tough. But as we will get into here shortly, feel pretty good about what we have here going forward into next year. Although at this point, we return two starters on offense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of like having a kind of a relapse feels like uh I'm, the more i thought about this it's like he he had to have gotten just a really good draft grade uh and like you said hearing some rumblings that he was going to be um sought after and uh the nfl loves a guy like him i mean you're talking about uh just a very i mean well-spoken guy knows the game uh really is a He's obviously more than a manager, but he, he knows football. He's calling uh, he, he's calling plays at the line. Like he, he, he sees things differently. Uh, so it honestly made sense for him to go. I mean, go go get yours. Uh, I, I, I think his legacy, there, there's a lot of recency bias, I think, with him. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that will, will go away in time when we actually can take a look at his career and what he did. I mean – he did some incredible things. You think about that first game when he comes on the scene, uh, thinking he's going to be a backup uh, for his entire freshman season to Eason, and he has to come in in what it was that second drive or whatever it was, and uh, and then the next week have to go to Notre Dame and go win a game on the road in South in Bend. South Bend, yeah, in South Bend, and just continue to do continue to do incredible stuff 2017 is going to go down as uh one of the best seasons ever uh for for georgia obviously and he did that as a freshman and and just his and 
still played at a high level uh, every year. Um, so uh, so I was uh, – I love the kid, just so thankful for what he did. But at the end of the day, obviously, we want him to stay. But I'm – pump for him and what he's about to do so yep. it's just gonna be it's gonna be exciting to watch go go get yours jake yeah yeah and i and i wanted to i mean and it, it feels bad but we you know not knowing what what he was going to do after the sugar bowl you know i think i may have mentioned this in the last episode but holly Rowe, maybe i didn't but holly Rowe, i feel like she may have known i feel like from may have told her and i know that was early but like the way that she was acting it felt like she wanted to give him a send-off uh, because you know she felt very strongly about who he was as a person, uh, as a player, as a as a Christian man, and so whenever she the way she, that she was acting just really made me feel like she wanted to make sure she he got his his send off his due um, before he was you know done playing his career at the University of Georgia. Um, you know I'll remember from for I mean obviously for a lot of incredible plays. I mean you can go back that 2017 season. I think we saw, obviously, Notre Dame was his, you know, he had the Terry Gomblin throw. He struggled through a, throughout a lot of that game, but then uh, we played Sanford, uh, gets a little bit of a warm-up, and then we played Mississippi State, you know, in the first play, the flea flicker, uh, and then he never looked back from there, man. That was, you know, whenever he played like that, and then whenever he dominated Tennessee, you know, had two rushing touchdowns in that game, had some incredible throws, um, and then, obviously, 3-0 and against Florida, any Georgia quarterback that has that kind of record, if any Georgia quarterback that doesn't lose to Florida, freaking love that guy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, and every year, that was one of his top two or three games. Like, he always performed in Jacksonville. Um, you know, he, he had a 3-1 and one record against Auburn, including the SEC Championship. So, you know, hell of a record. The guy deserves more credit than he's getting. Uh, but, you know, I understand that, you know, hey, it's all, a lot of times in college football, it's all about what's the shiniest, newest toy. And, uh, and you know, we're, ex- we're all excited about what we got coming in. Uh, but, you know, let's appreciate what we had in that, in that moment. Uh, you know, you never know. We, we could go downhill next year. So, and I don't, I don't expect that. But at the same time, uh, really enjoyed watching from. Love that he was from 478. Hashtag Metal Georgia. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited for him. We'll see. He, I agree with you. I think he had to have gotten. If you get a second round or above draft grade, I think you should go. That's, and I mean, I'm I'm not for. I'm a Georgia football fan. I'm not like I like I like the NFL because I like watching the Georgia boys. But I'm not like think, I don't th- really think about it as like a stepping stone. I think of it as this is the team that I care about. I'm looking forward to, you know, just like with Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, all the guys, I root for those guys, but it's not all about, hey, let me see how quickly I can get to the to the money, you know, to the bags. So, anyway, um, excited for him. We'll see how it goes. Unfortunately, his day was kind of ruined <laughs> by, by a fatso who's transferring <laughs> to Tennessee. Chancey, I'll let you... I'll let you expound on the on the story here on uh, Mr. Mays. Well, I felt like it wasn't even however many minutes after. Like I felt like I didn't even get to process from uh, declaring for the draft 
before Cade Mays. Uh, I got a story it, for you in a second, but you go ahead. Twi- well, Twitter Twitter blew up, and uh, that Cade was going to the transfer portal, and I mean, I don't think anybody questioned where he was going, uh, but out of nowhere, uh, our best returning offensive lineman is uh, going to Tennessee, and just out of left field and it just I felt like it was just a it was just a ball rolling down the hill it was just picking up steam uh all like Twitter Twitter was hot that day <laughs> it was like an anvil just yeah like fell on just, my head it was it was constant it did not stop and uh so but he he was transferred to Tennessee his dad played at Tennessee uh his uh, brother just announced that he was, or he signed with Tennessee. Yeah, he's a freshman. And it, actually, it was, it was kind of crazy that we got him to begin with. I mean, I think it was very unexpected for him to come to Georgia in the first place. Well, not unexpected, but it was the way that he had been raised and with his dad's history and just the way he was talking. It sounded like he was going to be going to Tennessee uh, back when we got him. But uh, I, he 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 left us. He he left us and. Uh, I guess um, the the news that can and my initial thought was well okay I guess I think obviously a big part of this is that Sam Pittman's what got him to Georgia I mean he's yeah. a big yeah that was what he was that was who he was coming for that was who he wanted to be coached under uh, and it was always known that he was kind of a diva I mean I think even when he was in in high school he was definitely a diva uh, but. Then the news just broke that kind of had all of the heads turning. And I can't remember who was the first one to, who, who was it? Who was the first person to release it? So the the funny thing is, oh, well, I think it was actually the Rivals guys because they just happened upon the uh, the lawsuit online. And I don't know how all that happened. Uh, you know, it's some. I mean, it's public record. You know, you can look it up. Um, so, so basically, yeah. the lawsuit is is saying that Cade May's dad is suing the university for what, like three million dollars? Yeah. Because at a recruitment event, <laughs> he was folding a chair or something, and it pinched his pinky, and he had to get part of his pinky amputated. No, no, no. It was. Or it, amputated. it was amputated on on site. <laughs> he pinned it. Fat, Fatso sat in the chair, and it, it it like pinned his pinky against between the chair and some concrete pillar or something like that, and just boom, it's off. <laughs> I just Jeez. you know, and 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 it's man, it's well, one thing. It, well, and Go so ahead, and so well, and so now the whole hullabaloo is that well first off that happened before and then he still is signed with Georgia as as he yeah, was, that was on a recruiting visit it was on a, yeah. yeah yeah so like it, so that was a thing that we were like oh well, when did that happen and then we found out when it was and it was like good lord uh, so he still signed with us and now he they they've hired uh, Mays whatever what's his first name I don't know what his the, the, the same, guy, the same guy that did the Mars uh, something Mars 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 sorry Mays uh, he was the same guy that represented Justin Fields and Shea Patterson and I think 
What's the guy that went to Miami from Ohio State who left because of Fields? Uh, he's irrelevant. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, really yeah, matter. That's that's how, good, that's how good from, he is. Like Las Vegas. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they had he he's represented basically every major grad transfer or not grad transfer. Excuse me, transfer who has gotten immediate eligibility uh, at another school. So he'll definitely spend this to get to play next year. So, uh, but anyway, that was a long roundabout story. That was the most. I think. <laughs> I think I put it on our group text. I was like, it just felt like a soap opera there for a couple of days. It was just constant stuff coming out. There's so man, there was drama all around it, and it's the thing that sucks is like K Mays, like was one of my favorite players. You know, the past couple of years, I think I, I mean, I really just loved the way he played, how aggressive he was, and then you go and have one. I don't know. So I don't know if you saw this, but he delivered the news to Kirby in a letter. He did not talk to him face to face. He delivered he literally had someone hand him a letter that said, Hey, my intention is to transfer from the University of Georgia to Tennessee. And obviously I don't know if he mentioned in the letter that his parents were suing the university. They're also suing the Board of Regents. They're suing the chair manufacturer. They're suing pretty much everybody that's associated with this situation and um i was pretty proud of greg mcgarity because basically the attorney was like came out and was like this shouldn't have never broke the university of georgia leaked it and all that and it's just like and greg mcgarity came out and so many times where i've been like hey i i can i appreciate mcgarity here but whenever he did this and basically came out and said hey look university university of georgia is not divulging this information this is not on us and, and somebody else has gotten this information and put it out there, but we did not tell them about it. So, basically, Mars was, was claiming that Kirby leaked it and trying to work against the student-athlete and taking the low road. Low road. I'm using my quotations. Um, anyway, just a lot of drama. And it's like, literally, it's like you said. It's like, it's like a soap opera. I mean, it's like somebody wrote this script. You could not write it. Anyway... Um, so because of all that, they're trying to get Cade to get, he's enrolled. I mean, he's already over there They're but they're trying to get him immediate eligibility and use it as kind of a grievance. I, I don't really know how it all works, but I just hope it blows up in their face. Yeah. This was handled poorly. Uh, I, I, I feel, but, um, you know, um, I'm just ready for, <laughs> I'm ready for our defense to just, to tear them up next year, <laughs> this defense. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for it. Well, so I've I've liked Cade, but Cade is Cade is he underperformed last year. I mean he I mean especially when you watch the Baylor game, uh, there were several other games where whenever he was especially when he was playing outside, he got beat a, a decent amount. So you know what, All offensive line is going to be fine. I have a lot of faith in Matt Luke if he can him up this last bit of this class and finish up with Van Pran and uh Broderick Jones, man, we're gonna we're gonna keep getting good offensive line, no doubt about it. Especially yeah. whenever you know, if Isaiah Wilson if Andrew Thomas goes like top five in this draft, it's gonna do a lot per, for the perception of Georgia linemen in this in this situation. I agree. I agree. And you know, I'm like, you know what? He's gone. Forget about it. Uh well you gotta I, make I love- fun of him. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm I'm hoping we can make fun of him after we uh, we we play him next year. But yeah, I that's that's not the way you handle that in my opinion. But you know what? They can do their thing uh, and they can have it. So I'm I'm ready to look ahead and and uh, get excited about what we got coming. And quick note. Post. Go go ahead. Sorry. Quick note. You know that we play Tennessee at home next year. <laughs> Garantano came out with an announcement that he's coming back for his senior season or for for next year. So because where look, was he going to go? Looking good. I bet that spread's going to be about twenty three and a half. <laughs> I love that he. I love that he sent out a a post. Yeah, like people were thinking about it. It's like it's more of like. Were you just gonna quit football, or <laughs> were you gonna still, <laughs> were you still gonna play, kind of thing? Well, so I uh, mean, he, but, he he probably was like, "Hey, will you give me a draft grade?" And they sent it back. It's like uh, un- undraftable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so c- congrats to that. So have fun uh, blocking for that, Cade. Let me uh, um, let me tell you a quick story about the From Cade Mays thing, and then we'll get into the other big news because there's there is other things. Um, we were sitting at lunch on la- last Wednesday whenever Fromm announced and then Cade ruined it. Um, <laughs> and we're sitting at lunch and Aubrey, so it's, it's, it's a landmark meeting basically for like the beginning of the year, me and Aubrey and Austin, uh, me and my two brothers and my father for people that don't know them. And uh, we're sitting there having our first business meeting of the year and discussing everything. And Aubrey gets a notification from Dog Nation that's like kind of like a misleading title. And he's like, Fromm's coming back. And everybody, and we're like, yeah. And we have a, a lady in the booth behind us. Like we're meeting at a uh, place in Madison eating, eating uh, lunch. And lady in the booth behind us is like, wait, what did you just say? And he's like, he's like, Fromm's coming back. <laughs> and so Aubrey's got basically like half the cafeteria here. Like thinking that Fromm's coming back, and like he's like, wait, oh wait, oh no, and it was like something. It was just something from Dog Nation that was super misleading. He opened the article. He's like, oh wait, they were just basically saying that they think he's coming back. And then five minutes later, <laughs> we get the notification: Jake Fromm has decided to leave for the NFL. <laughs> and I was just like, thanks a lot. <laughs> they had to stand in the booth and like tell everybody. <laughs> I wish I wish he had just been like, "Hey guys, sorry, I'll pay for everybody's meal," <laughs> you know. Uh, but then, and then of course, like we got in the truck heading back to Athens, and uh, then we got the notification, or then Awesome's like, "Yeah, it sounds like Cade Mays is like suing the university here." <laughs> so, just a lot of crazy news. We go from like on a high, win the Sugar Bowl, get two great recruits, Richie LeCount's coming back. We got a ton of guys coming back. And then all of a sudden it's like, let me give you five different things that you should feel bad about real quick. And that's what being a Georgia football fan is all about. And not one time this year did I think that I was ever going to have to talk about Cade Mays' father's pinky finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that that was not on my radar. No. But, anywho. Did you even, so, I didn't even hear that story whenever it happened. I, uh, I don't remember it. I feel like no, it would have been that, big. Yeah, that 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 is... The whole thing is weird, but anyway, so, um, but, uh, but good news is we are, uh, excited that, uh, cause so once Fromm, uh, decided that he was going to the NFL, 
Then the big question was, well, who's the quarterback going to be? What's going to happen uh, in that realm? So we obviously got the new guy, uh, had the four, uh, good four-star, the Beck kid, and uh, but people were not expecting for him to be the guy that was going to take this team. We're, we're kind of – a lot of our talent, especially defensively, really just defensively, <laughs> is <laughs> is lining up to be pretty remarkable. And – We've got to capitalize on it. And so the immediately thought process is we got to go get somebody. Who are our possible options for a grad transfer? And so all of a sudden all the the, the, the beat websites are putting out uh, And we, we talked lists. about all of them. Yeah, and yeah. we talked about we talked about the grad transfer as well. Ended up Jamie Newman from Wake Forest uh, is, our, is our guy, and he's coming in. Uh, a, a real dual threat guy. It's kind of I had to sit there and do the math, but uh, it's been 15 years since we've had a dual threat quarterback. Uh, and, uh, come on, DJ Shockley. Yeah. Wait, shit. That was 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, is it really 2020? <laughs> it's 2020, man. Oh, I'm gosh. like, dude. <laughs> sorry, everybody. So, that was a real shock. <laughs> So uh, I, when you said 15 years ago, I was like Quincy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's that's been 15 years, man, and uh, and so uh, immediately the <laughs> that's funny. The but uh, really excited about him, and really the guy. Uh, if you're worried about throwing the ball down the field, this guy does it, and he does it a lot. And uh, the guy throws a ton, uh, real real fast. Um, I've I've watched some of his highlights. To be real honest, didn't know anything about him coming into this year, mm-hmm. but he is uh, everybody. He has played well, and uh, everybody's excited about him. What what are your what are your initial thoughts? I, I've actually so uh, we talked uh, in our group text, uh, and 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 Beto always talks about how he doesn't get a shout out. We'll give uh, the Italian stallion a shout out. Wake Forest uh, Law School alum. Um, basically, I've probably watched Jamie Newman Jamie Newman play uh, second most in our in our group of friends um, because I've uh, put either put some money on or against Wake Forest about four or five times uh, this past year. But he is a big dude. He's six four. He's like 230, 240. and I like the way he slings the ball. He can throw the ball down the field. He's he he's got some legs. He's not one of those guys. He's not a burner. He's not a Lamar Jackson type burner uh, who's going to take off and run a four four uh, down the field. But he is a guy who's going to be able to make a make some plays with his legs and extend plays. I'm excited about that aspect, and I think we're going to open it up. I mean, whenever you run plays like last year, we ran plays that were, you know, true RPO plays that should have three maybe four options in them and um there's really whenever you don't have a running quarterback it, it really hinders you in those kind of situations so you really can't true run a true rpo so i'm excited to have a guy who's going to be able to have you know add that to our offense i think we're going to open it up a lot more i think there's going to be a lot of guys i I'm, i mean i'm telling you i don't think coley is a mastermind but I, I, I guarantee you this year, everybody's just going to be like, oh, you know, Coley's fine. There's no problem with Coley. Because what we ran last year is just different because 
he was trying to run it with a quarterback who is a pocket passer and a pure pocket passer. So that is all to say. I'm excited about him. I've the only thing I'll say is at Wake Forest and anybody that's watched Wake Forest last year, they run a they ran a RPO concept. They they ran like the most plays per game in in the entire FBS or whatever. Like they ran like a thousand plays a game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on record. Uh, they ran a ton, but whenever they ran a a read option or a RPO. It was always a very – like him and the running back would get so close together. It would be so slow, and it was so, it makes me so anxious that watching them, I was just like, dude, what are you doing? Um, it was sim- very similar to whenever James Franklin was in Missouri. He was just very nonchalant in the pocket, very slow reads. Anyway, that is all to say, I think the kid's very talented. I think he was under underrated coming out of high school, so – Looking forward to him. I mean, he was he was our best option. He was the guy that Kirby wanted. There's no doubt in my mind. Every, a lot of people were talking about Derek King. Derek King is 5'11". Can he even see over offensive line? I'm sorry, but that's two inches taller than I am. So, anyway, I'm excited about the future. I think that Jamie Newman could be a guy. But uh, when it's all said and done, we have Trey Hill and George Pickens coming back on offense as as pure starters. Hopefully Ben Cleveland. I don't. I haven't heard anything about Ben Cleveland. I have no clue. But hopefully we have maybe him and a little bit of experience. But man, we got some work to do. We got to fill some shoes. So I'm excited about the talent coming in, though. Well, and and I think Matt Luke is gonna with what Matt Luke did in one week gives me some or in a couple of weeks gives me some confidence mm-hmm. in what we'll be able to do on the offensive line and having a running quarterback gives you. Obviously, we don't want him running around for the entire season, but it gives having a guy with that other option that that gives that gives you kind of a buffer on the offensive line yeah. for well, uh, for the any makeshift kind of breakdown. line that we put in the in the Sugar Bowl was good. I mean, I thought they played really well, right? And uh, and and so that that to me that gives me a little little bit of hope in that area. Uh, I guess for me, it's like I'm excited about him. I think he's going to bring a new wrinkle, but it's it's also like everybody's getting super pumped. It's like Everybody pump the brakes. The guy doesn't know anything about our system. I mean, he's basically he. The guy has gotten the the thing that is exciting is that he's experienced. He's been playing for a long time, uh, but he's about to get exposed to a whole new level of speed. Yep. I mean, it, the the game is not going to be the same from what he's used to, and uh, but I'm excited about the guy knows knows his stuff. He he's a he's a talented guy. Just don't expect him to go win the Heisman. Is all I'm is all I'm saying. Uh, he, he's a and he may surprise surprise all of us and just be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you but, know what's crazy? He's like the I think the eighth, maybe seventh highest uh, odds for the Heisman. <laughs> is that not crazy? Yeah, that it is. It, it absolutely yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and that. And that's the kind of stuff. It's like, it's there's a, like again the recency bias kind of thing. We'll we'll kind of die down from that, and, and eventually it'll pick back up when we get into the summer, and we get to really it'll pick back up at G Day when we get to watch him play at G Day and see what it actually looks like and, and things like that. But uh, temper the uh, excitement. Uh, don't don't get 
don't don't freak out about it. It's I, I think it's the right move. I think he's the guy that we need uh, to maximize what we've got this year. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he meshes with all the new guys coming in. Is he going to be able to be that leader that we need offensively? Because we're going to need a leader. God bless it. We're going to need somebody yeah, no to come in and make a and make a make a statement. So well, uh, let me let me tell you, he's going to have to learn quick because third weekend in in September, we're going to Tuscaloosa. And we're going to figure out real quick: is he going to be our guy? Is Carson Beck going to? I mean, I don't want to undersell Carson Beck. I mean, I think he's a good player, but it's few and far between when you have a true freshman come in and is ready to play at this speed and at this level, this talent level. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think Carson Beck's going to be recruited over very quickly. And, and, and by that, I mean like next year. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Jamie Newman's going to be able to do. We got Virginia, we got Eastern Tennessee, and then we play Alabama next year. So we're going to learn real quick if we got a guy. So, anyway, so that's the big the big news on, on that front. Um, let's see. Well, I'm going to say uh, just real quick on Zach Evans. I just some some recruiting update there. I don't know what all we said in the last episode, but basically Zach, Zach Evans is no longer on the table. He supposedly signed with the dogs, and then uh, there was some issue. I don't know all the details on it. I don't think anybody really knows all the details on it, to be honest with you. But uh, I have heard that due to academics and some other issues, there may be a chance he might just go the JUCO route, which is really sad because he's a great talent. So we'll see what the guy's going to do. He's either going to go JUCO, maybe Texas A&M. I don't know how it's going to happen, but uh, we'll see what he does. But he's no longer in play for the dogs. That's all everybody's going to know. And uh, we're going to see. I don't know if we're even going to take another running back in this class, but we may. Well, we're going to be, I think we'll have some between Milton and Zeus and. We'll uh, be fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be good. We'll be good. So I'm excited about it. So uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a random thing to bring up, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, G, you want to, you want to take this? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it was. I guess it was earlier this year. Uh, we, there was a Florida, Florida State played Louisiana Monroe, and uh, there was a play where a player lined up backwards and it and it went viral. He like literally was lined up facing his own team's end zone, and that team was Florida State. He lined up facing the end zone while the whole other, all the rest of the ten guys on offense were facing towards the opposing team's end zone, and. Uh, well, he's a dog now. <laughs> His name is Trey McKitty, and uh, he's a tight end, big guy, six five, I think, like two fifty, something like that. But uh, he's gonna he's transferring to the University of Georgia. Uh, he may be enrolled. I don't know, but uh, he was the guy that lined up backwards. Chancy, I we talked about it beforehand. How do you feel about that? McKitty's a dog, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I had no idea that he was the guy till you brought that up. So that makes me. Uh, I'm very thankful for that. Well, you know, uh, thank the internet for that because I did I didn't know that either, and then somebody brought it up on a on a board earlier, a message board, and I was like, "You're freaking kidding me!" It was that guy. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I, I sent you a link to it, but there's an article on Sports Illustrated where he claims that he purposely did that. I don't know, like if he thought like he just needed to go get set because he didn't want to be like moving around while the offense was hiking the ball or whatever, but. 
<laughs> he lined up backwards. There's it's a no whole new scheme, man. There's no <laughs> new <come>. blocking scheme. <laughs> there's just no coming back from that. You just need to accept that you were facing backwards whenever your team was was facing the the, the correct way. So, well, my thought, my my personal thoughts on it from a pure football standpoint, I actually don't know much about the guy. Uh, I don't know how how good he is, but uh, having another experienced guy that can help with blocking, that can help. Uh, we're short in the tight end area. Uh, we're obviously with losing Warner and, and those guys, and but obviously getting Darnell, uh, we're, we're getting stacked in the tight end area, which we need. That was that was an area. Our, our over-the-middle presence uh, was non-existent uh, this past year, and, and we didn't we didn't have that big guy that could go and get that get make those plays. We got – I felt like this season we just got the, – the gashes that we got uh, uh, a lot of, from a lot of teams, especially like I think about Notre Dame game, um, tight ends just gashing us over the middle. Yeah, um, going to, moving us. Moving Notre Dame the and Florida. Pitts. Yeah. Pitts is really effective. Pitts did it too. First yeah. first half, he really really was the, around. Uh, so I, that was something we missed. Like really kind of dumping it to dumping it over the middle to the tight end. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. We didn't have that bailout this year. And I'm so I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do that. Uh, get that going this year. So I, I'm excited to have another good tight end. And uh, so to me, that's a a good addition, uh, but I do think we're going to need to focus on making sure we're f- facing the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we'll you added that day one. I'm glad you added that. No, he's he's definitely athletic. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure he can catch a football very well. Uh, let's just make sure he can block. That's the biggest thing. If he can block, I mean, because we're going to be missing. I mean, otherwise, like our tight end group is uh, Rylan. And then uh, Fitzpatrick. So we've got two like big tight. I mean, they're both like six seven, I think. But they're I just don't know if they're on the same talent level. I think Darnell is going to be a guy who's going to be able to come in there. I mean, him and the four wide receivers we have coming in. I'm telling you, they are going to rock these people's worlds. And by these people's, I mean this fan base. So I'm excited about these guys that are going to be able to catch the ball. Uh, but. I also think that you need a little bit of senior leadership or like upperclassmen leadership. So I'm, I'm excited about the fact that we are bringing in somebody with some experience, you know. Um, otherwise, tight end, tight end's room, tight end room is very young. If we don't have him, very very young. Um, Chancy, uh, unless you have anything to add there, the only thing I'll say is there's some rumors about. Us getting a offensive coach, whether that be a QB coach or co-offensive coordinator or both, some sort of Joe Brady-esque role um, at the University of Georgia. Um, number one name that I've seen, and you know, it's been it's been coming out in a lot from a lot of different publications. But Todd Monken, who is a was the Browns offensive coordinator, the Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator last year. Um, he is supposedly there's some interest there, and he is not expected to be retained. So look out for some sort of move. If it's not him, we're gonna get somebody who's gonna try to open open up this offense a little bit more and work with Coley on that. So I'm looking forward to you know getting getting a little bit more production on that side of the ball. Yeah, that, any new ideas will be welcomed. Uh, <laughs> any kind of spice we can get. Uh, I feel like we started to show a little bit of that in. Uh, in the Sugar Bowl, uh, but we need some we need some spice and so maybe a mixture between Newman and a 
and a new coach coming in, we can really get get a just just really get a new way of thinking going on the offensive side of the ball because uh, we're, we're getting some young weapons. We, we've got some young stallions. We got to be able to uh, give them a system they can work out of. So I, I, I'm I'm up for whatever at this mm-hmm. point. Just just bring something in. Bring somebody in. I, maybe. Kirby's got some kind of connection. This guy, the Browns, didn't exactly have a stellar offense this year, but maybe he, maybe he knows something we don't. Uh, so, well, you know what we found with Joe Brady is, I mean, if you if you bring in a guy who has an NFL mind, who has basically covers his bases with like every side of the offense, you know, knows knows situational has a lot of good situational awareness and and knows the scheme very well and puts his players the right players in the right place at the right time. Um NFL guys just they just have a different way of thinking. But then there's a guy like Schottenheimer who co- I was comes, say, yeah. <laughs> I was say the, if you forget the Schottenheimer effect. Yeah, Schottenheimer <laughs> comes to the University of Georgia Tries to run his offense, and he don't get don't get me wrong. He's running the same offense up in Seattle, but he has Russell Wilson, so that's a little bit of a different story. But anyway, that is all to say. I'm excited. I think Kirby's going to make the right decisions, and and hopefully we'll be able to have some improvement on that side of the ball because Lord knows we know we need it. <laughs> yes. It was a, a, a the politically correct term is anemic. <laughs> that was what our offensive was this year. Um, but but yeah. So are we PC it, on calling the dogs? Are we PC sure. guys? <laughs> sure. I said Why fat not? so earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't wrong though. He is fat. Well, we're just making uh, fun of him. You know, they're yeah, they're the to, bad they're the bad guys at this point. They're the bad guys. What uh, would you uh, would you think of the natty? It was okay. No, I'm just kidding. It was pretty good. I mean, LSU LSU's team. <laughs> Let me pull up their schedule real quick. I mean, it's worth me pulling up because... All right, work really well. Okay, hold on one second. So basically, they played and beat, I think, six top ten teams in this year. Top ten. Because they played they played Texas, they were top ten. They played Florida, I believe they were either top ten or top fifteen. They beat Auburn, they beat Alabama... Uh, they beat Texas A&M. That's a good football team. They beat our ass silly. They beat Oklahoma, and then they beat Clemson. So at the very least, they beat five top ten teams. I don't want to say that that's like the best team ever, but that may be the best offense that we've ever seen in the history of college football. Because I think the best defense has to be the Miami defense back in 01. I mean, that's just a historically good defense. This LSU offense may be the best we've ever seen. And how Joe Burrow did it, did what he did after, you know, being a decent quarterback the previous year, I'll never know, but I appreciate it. And he's going to, I mean, he made himself millions, millions in one season. No, it was, it was remarkable. Uh, he had that, he had that play again. Just, it was, I, I was sitting there, I was watching the game and I'm like, it's just going to take one play. He, they were that, that first drive. They couldn't get it. They were pinned back deep. Uh, they couldn't really get out of the get out, out outside of their own end zone. They had to punt out of the end zone. Uh, Clemson ended up scoring, and he and he just couldn't get the deep ball going. And then he caught it that one time. Mm-hmm. He hit that first deep ball. Never looked back. No, you're right. N- never you're looked right. back because I'm saying once he tasted it, and you could see he was pissed off. They weren't moving the ball. No, no. No real chemistry was going. They came out, they came out like everybody had been puffing them up 
for a month now, uh, and really a whole the whole season. Mm-hmm. And but he hit that one. He hit that one deep ball, and Joe Brady was or not Joe Brady, Joe Burrow was back. I mean, yeah. he was he 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 caught his stride then, and, and then he and then he didn't miss. I mean, he did the whole thing, kept plays alive. It was that one play. He, it's like he had one of those every game, mm-hmm. or he had that one play. He just stayed alive, and then the then the guy comes back and he just he just chunks it down the field. Yeah, and it's well, a fifty fifty ball, uh-huh. and they make. A stupid catch. I feel like I've seen that play 15 times from him this season. Well, you saw it a couple times in Atlanta. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm watching it again in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. It's a uh, man. He was. He's a special player. I just, it, you know, it's kind of, it's one of those stories that you root for in college football because the guy was not a highly regarded recruit. He didn't even want to. He wanted to go to Nebraska. Grew up in Ohio State. Oh, excuse me, in Ohio, got an offer from Ohio State, like three-star prospect, had to transfer. I mean, had a he was in a QB room that it makes sense that he transferred. Went to LSU, had a pretty good first season, beat our tail, you know, in his first season, and then comes back and the the confidence, the focus, the desire, and the want to. I mean, he willed LSU to – to. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, and there was a good defense on the other side of the ball that was keeping him in, in some of the games. But, man, that guy willed LSU to, to a championship. Because LSU's never had a great quarterback, and he played like a great quarterback, Heisman winner, record setter, incredible season from Joe Burrow. Well, and – it, it was just perfect chemistry. I mean, it, it was between Coach O and, and Joe Brady and all this. And go Joe! And go, <laughs> he, he was, uh, he, he was uh, vintage Coach O the other night. And apparently there's – did you see what's been go- going around right now about uh, OBJ in the locker room? Apparently OBJ was in the locker room just straight handing out cash to the Dude, there's, there's a video of him on the field handing out cash. Like Jamar Chase or Jefferson, one of the two, walks up to him and he just slaps some hundreds in his hands. And then uh, I think it was Patrick Queen maybe came over and and he did the same thing. So he was just – and LSU had an official an official statement that came out and said – well, I don't know if it, how official it was. But basically they didn't – they said it was fake money. It was not real. And then today they can't – basically – it was confirmed that it was real money, and now they're backtracking. <laughs> and they, it was so, Monopoly money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they said. They were like, it's just it was fake money that had, you know, like OBJ OBJ's face was on it. Like what? <laughs> anyway, just some ridiculous stuff. But uh, at that point, man, it doesn't matter. Joe Burrow, that the videos and the pictures that have come out of him smoking the cigar, or as Coach O likes to say. That cigar boy, <laughs> I freaking it, love it. It was, uh, but it, it was it was cool to see. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. Like it was in Louisiana, it was, and they're on their home turf in, in New Orleans. Uh, it was, it was just, it, it was a cool thing to see. And uh, Clemson just didn't really, didn't really. I mean, their defense, I thought, played well there at the beginning. But I mean, they were, they were just, just awesome. Just playing yep. awesome, and their defense stepped up too. Really, kind of 
pinned uh, Clemson back as well. Clemson's got a, a phenomenal offense too. So, yeah, I thought it was a good game, but uh, but, but no, yeah, it was fun. This. It was fun, and I, I really thought that. I mean, the first halfway through the second quarter, when it was like seventeen to fourteen or something like that, I was like, man, this is gonna come down to the wire. And then LSU just said, yeah, but no, nah, we gotta right. win this football game. Also, Joe Brady. You so you sent it out over a group text. I don't know if you saw, but I sent it out before you. But so you, you, you I repeated. You, you double posted. <laughs> uh, That's but, how uh, I am. Yeah, Joe Brady is uh, apparently going back to the NFL, and he's gonna go to the Panthers, as it's reported by Adam Schefter. So you know, we'll see what he's gonna end up doing, what his role is gonna be. But uh, yeah, LSU is only gonna be as good as his their coordinators are. I mean. Ed Orgeron literally said that his job when, when they're on offense is to to cheerlead them, <laughs> to just to encourage them and to call timeouts. That is literally what he says. So they're only going to be as good as anybody that they're going to be able to bring in around Edo. And I, I love Edo, but I just don't think he's much of a scheme coach, and I don't think he's going to be. He's he's a figurehead. He's a great motivator. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's definitely involved, but he is a guy who's going to be able to recruit really well, and that's the biggest thing they need him to do. So I'm, I'm thinking if they don't bring in another guy like a Joe Brady that's going to be able to keep that up, they're not going to be able to get the quarterback prospects that they need or the weapons around a quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens to LSU here uh, going forward. Yeah, I'm not foreseeing a, uh, a repeat. Or anything like that. So no, I don't. I don't think so either. But just like that, it's the off season, and so uh, yeah. So uh, we will uh, continue to to br- bring it to you guys. Obviously, not at the same clip that we were, but we will continue to uh, get these out to y'all uh, uh, every now and then over the course of the off season. Um, but hey, it's been been a fun year. We still had a little bit of drama there after the after the Sugar Bowl. So, uh, but now I think all that's going to die down here for a while. So it's about to get real quiet. It's going to get real, real quiet, quiet. <laughs> real quiet. So, well, dog, anything else you want to tell folks before we uh, sign off here? <sighs> um, look forward to the twenty twenty. Uh, be excited. Uh, let's let's get a couple, two or three more recruits and in national signing day. We'll have, we'll probably have an episode around then, and then a G day, and you know we'll see. You know whenever we feel like it's necessary. Um, but you know, look forward to a good season. Um, there's a reason to be excited and uh, go dogs. Dogs on top. Ooh. See you.